Hey y'all, this is Say La Vie Per Me. My name is Brandy. Today I'm going to tell you or start telling you my story. So, fun fact I was born seven weeks premature with congenital hypothyroidism, which is it basically just means I was born without a thyroid and without the ability to make normal amounts of the thyroid hormones T3 and T4 which are created by the thyroid to tell the body cells how much energy to use and to control the metabolism if you don't know what that is the thyroid is a butterfly shaped gland that lies below your Adam's apple just along the front of your windpipe congenital hypothyroidism is rare it occurs in about one in three to four thousand children. It's most often permanent and the treatment is lifelong. Affected babies may show no features of the condition, but some babies with congenital hypothyroidism are less active and sleep more than normal. Uh, they also may, may have difficulty feeding and experience constipation. Sorry, I clearly can't talk today. Um, if untreated, can, uh, hold on. Congenital hypothyroidism can lead to intellectual disability and slow growth. Uh, hypothyroidism signs and symptoms. Uh, there's there's so many of them, you guys. There's there's like a whole list. Uh, fatigue, increased sensitivity to cold, constipation, dry skin, weight gain, puffy face, hoarseness, muscle weakness. Elevated blood cholesterol level, muscle aches, tenderness and stiffness, pain, stiffness or swelling in your joints, um, thinning hair, slowed heart rate, depression, impaired memory, the list just kind of goes on, y'all. It's a pain in the ass. If my T3 and T4 levels are not, um, I, I deal with a lot of those, and it's it sucks. It really sucks. Um, I honestly kind of wonder sometimes you know if i wasn't just cursed from the get but um i'll explain more of that later anyway so uh when i was born y'all my mom was young when she had me she was young so and she wasn't in the best position really to be having a baby so she was obviously scared um and to top it all off, I was born seven weeks early. I was four pounds when I was born. I lost a pound and went down to three pounds within 24 hours. I was super sick, hooked up to all kinds of machines and tubes and, and just uh, just like getting bad really fast. The doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. Um, basically, there was a doctor there who was fresh out of med school and he remembered something that he read in one of his medical books so he had you know all these tests ran and everything and he basically figured out what was wrong with me so i'm super thankful to whoever whoever this doctor was um because without him i wouldn't be here i definitely i would not have made it i was in the hospital in the NICU for two months um my mom had to go you know she couldn't stay so she would go there every day to see me um and it wasn't easy it, it really wasn't easy and i've heard so many stories and things um so i'm very true like truly grateful to be here uh so because of the congenital hypothyroidism, there wasn't a lot known about this back then, you know, in 1990 when I was born. Um, there, there wasn't all that much information. And, um, I mean, honestly, still to this day, I'm sure I'm not the only one. Like, this doesn't make me feel special that I was born like this um, at all because it sucks. And I really, you know... I honestly hope that I'm the only one because I wouldn't wish having to deal with this shit every day on anybody. Like, it's a pain in the ass. Like, I've never actually met another person who was born without a thyroid. 
I've met plenty of people who were born with one and later on in their life it started acting up so they had to have it removed. But I've never met someone who was born without it and literally had to deal with all of the bullshit, the complications and everything that come with it their whole entire life, y'all. Like, never. Um, I... <laughs> I've always hated taking the meds that I'm supposed to take for this. And it's literally just one little pill. But I remember my mom telling me a story about how um, my endocrinologist when I was younger, when I was a kid, you know, five, six years old, how he turned her in twice and there had to be a, a social worker come in to basically watch to make sure she was giving me my medicine because... My levels were never correct, um, because I wouldn't take the meds. So I wouldn't take the meds. Uh, my mom would like crush them up in food, and then eventually I just would stop. I like I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to eat the food. I'm assuming because the meds made the food taste different, and I didn't like it, which <laughs> I kind of get because my daughter is the same way. Um, she doesn't like to take medicine, and if I crush it up and I put it in her food, she refuses to eat the food. So I get it. Um, even though she needs the meds. But, um, so there was a social worker that had to come, uh, and basically the social worker caught me spitting my medicine into the toilet. Um, and... For whatever reason, my mom says they could never get me to understand the need for me to take the medicine. Now, I'm 30 years old now, y'all, and I <laughs> I get it. I understand the need to take the medicine, but I'll tell you what, like, I think it just got to a point where it's just fucking irritating. It's, it's just annoying. You know, I have so many things that I have to remember that, you know, like remembering to take that tiny ass little pill at four in the morning before I walk out my door to go to work. With everything else, I have to remember, you know, get, get the baby, get her in the car to take her to, to, to daycare, basically to my mom's, you know, uh, make sure I grab my lunch and make sure I grab the baby's cup and anything that she's going to need for the day at my mom's, um, you know, make sure I have my keys and I don't lock myself out and make sure I have this and whatever fucking else I'm supposed to get and take with me that day. So, you know, I keep my meds right by my coffee machine. So when I'm making my coffee, generally I can take it, you know, um, I'm supposed to wait 30 minutes to drink my coffee, but it, you know, I put the coffee cup in the thing, you know, under the thing. Cause I have a Keurig y'all, you know, I don't mess with having to measure coffee out and using it normal, uh, coffee pot. Cause I hate those things. And the Keurig's just easy. You guys, it's just easy. Anyway, so keep the meds by the Keurig. I start the coffee. I grab a bottle of water from the fridge and I take the meds. I do take them. I do. Here's what gets me. I have the weekly, like the routine Monday through Friday down, but I don't get up at three in the morning on Saturday. I sleep in. So when I wake, I don't drink coffee on the weekends. So my routine gets all fucked up and then I miss my meds on the weekend. So it doesn't like completely fuck me up, but it doesn't help either. But anyway, um, <laughs> sorry, went off on a tangent there, but 
Um, my mom was told because of the congenital hypothyroidism that I would be a little person. I likely wouldn't make it over three feet tall. They told her I wouldn't be able to have children. My life expectancy wouldn't exceed, I don't know, like 15 or some crazy fucking age, like super young. And that was just based off of what they already knew, like the, the things that they had seen, I guess. I Like I said, this is rare, you know? So I don't know if they got this information from a book. I'm not really sure. But whoever, whoever studied this enough to put it in a book, that's what they fucking said. They said, you know, people born with this condition they can't have kids and just all this crazy shit but guess what i'm 30 i'm five foot seven and i'm a mother to a happy healthy beautiful three-year-old girl so i think they were wrong on all fucking levels there give me one sec i gotta go check on my kid okay y'all so uh sorry i had to check on my little one um she doesn't seem to want to go to bed tonight but it's friday so (laughs) whatever uh so i didn't have a bad childhood growing up guys it was you know it was it was fine. Um, nothing super tragic. I was pretty sheltered, uh, with the exception of, good lord, sorry, let's try that again. (laughs) I was pretty sheltered with the exception of a couple things. My mom gets angry with me for saying that I was sheltered, but it, it's true, guys. It's, it is. Uh, to her, it was keeping me safe. It was keeping me out of trouble. And she's not wrong there, but I didn't get to experience a lot of things. You know, I didn't get to go to the movies with my friends. If I went to the movies, I had to go with family. I didn't get to go, you know, to friends' birthday parties. I didn't get to go to, you know, any, I didn't get to do anything. Um, on occasion, I got to go to a friend's house and, and have sleepovers. And on occasion, I got to have a friend over and, you know, have a sleepover. But for the most part, if I got invited to something, I couldn't go. So that kind of led me to going off the rails a bit once I became old enough, you know, 18. So, you know, I could just be like, hey, you know, fuck you. I'm 18. I'm going to do what I want. But all of that will come later. My mom and dad were always working uh, when I was a kid. So I don't have a lot of memories with them from when I was younger. So aside from being in school, a lot of my time was spent at my grandparents' house uh, usually with my nose in a book. I learned how to read at three years old, guys. And it was, I loved it. Uh, school sucked. I had maybe two friends, one of which, come to find out, later events proved otherwise. She was not my friend. Uh, so, I mean, I was always picked on. I was a little fat girl, and I always wore sweatsuits to school because I was too fat to fit in cute clothing. Um, and my parents worked too pay the bills and just make sure that I had clothing on my back. They couldn't afford to buy me Aeropastel and that's probably not even how you say it, but I don't give a fuck. Um, you know, all that expensive shit that kids wore and my parents were big believers in, you know, she's going to go outside and play and those clothes are, those clothes are going to get fucking ruined. So what is the point of spending that kind of money on all those fucking clothes when she's just going to ruin them? You know, they weren't rich. They worked very fucking hard for what they had. And to make sure that I had what I needed. My childhood was basically necessities. You know, I grew up with the you can want in one hand and shit in the other. Let me know what you get first. So I I wasn't the best student either. 
um, except for maybe in when it came to reading. And I'm super grateful for that, you guys. Like, I, I love to read, and reading was my escape. My mom will tell you that I was a dreamer and I had no sense of reality. That is not the truth, you guys. That's not the truth. Maybe I was a dreamer, you know, but, like, I had a very real, very shitty sense of reality. My reality fucking sucked. So, forgive me for shoving my nose in a book. Hmm. Mostly eight hours of the fucking day. Like, that was the only way for me to escape all of the horrible fucking things that I heard from the asshole kids that I went to school with. Plus, reading gave me a very good vocabulary. Like, it may not seem it, but I do have, I do have very, very good vocabulary. And reading also gave me knowledge and wisdom that others didn't get. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's a select few of us. I'm not the only one who just fucking read all the time. There was a lot of us who just, you know, we like to read, we read books. But, I mean, there, you know, it certainly wasn't everyone I went to school with. We all know those kids who fucking were like, fuck that, I'm not gonna pick up a book and read. You know, it's boring. Okay, well, keep being fucking stupid then. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, I was an only child until I was 10. My mom had my baby sister. Hold on. So I was an only child until I was 10. I remember my mom telling me that she was going to have a baby. You guys, I was so fucking excited. I was so excited to be a big sister. I made all these little posters just announcing, you know, I'm going to be a big sister. And I ran around to everyone I knew and I handed them out and I was just super stoked, you guys. Like, just couldn't fucking wait. And my mom and dad, I think, wanted a boy um, because my mom's whole theme was Noah's Ark. So I'm pretty sure she wanted a boy. But I kept saying, no, 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 you're going to have a girl and you're going to have her on my birthday. It would be the greatest birthday present ever. Well, let me just say, the night of September 1st, 2000, I was at my grandma's. My mom and dad decided to go out that night. Well, my dad's friend happened to be the bartender. No, my mom wasn't drinking. She was just, you know, driving so that my dad could could drink. Well, my dad's friend was the bartender that night and he decided that, you know, he was just going to get my dad completely trashed. And he did. And then my mom's water broke in the middle of the bar. (laughs) And she went into labor at the bar. So they had to leave, obviously, go to the hospital. I was at my grandma's house. It was like the middle of the night. And I remember the phone ringing and my grandma answering it. And um, then it was like very evident something was going on because my grandma started like scrambling around, whatever. And so I got up and was like, what's going on? And my grandma was like, your mom's having the baby. And I was like, oh, yay. So I, I started like getting my stuff together. And my grandma was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm getting ready because mommy promised me I could go. Mommy promised me I would be there when when the baby was born and my grandma was like you're not going with them so I freaked the fuck out y'all I literally lost my shit I had a whole ass meltdown my mom heard me freaking out she tells my grandma to put me on the phone so I get on the phone and my mom is like what's the matter and I was like grandma told me I'm not going with you you promised you promised I could be there and my mom was like no we're we're gonna come we're coming to get you um no my dad was not driving his mother was um so they came and got me and we went to the hospital 
And you guys, I don't ever remember my dad ever being this drunk. Like, ever. I've heard stories, like, brief stories of things, like, what happened, like, in between the time them leaving the bar and coming to get me. And, I mean, it's funny, but it's not for me to share. I wasn't there. I didn't witness any of it. So, um, yeah, so they pick me up. We go to the hospital, and my dad is just fucking plastered you guys and it was so it was super funny so my mom has to like walk around the hallway um to bring on the labor more and so dad just kind of disappeared so mom was like well let's go find your dad so i said okay so we go we're walking and we go into this little waiting room y'all and it's this little tiny ass waiting room in labor and delivery and it's got you know all the hospital chairs lined up against the wall and then there's like the two little like rows in the middle um Um, And then, so we find dad, you guys, and he's sitting, he's laying across the top of the chairs and he's singing. And you guys, it was so funny because we found him and he's laying on the chairs singing this song. So the name of that song is Knock Three Times, and it's by Tony Orlando and Dawn. You guys, that shit was hilarious. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, I don't think my dad remembers it at all, but it's so funny to just tell the story. Um, If you could have just seen it, it was, it was great. So mom and I just, like, die laughing. So we keep like walking and um you know things progress mom goes into full labor dad like sobers himself up and he was there for the whole thing and i was in the room you guys like so i saw everything and when i say everything i mean everything like i actually went down i watched my sister coming out of my mother you guys and i really shouldn't have done that i should not have done that y'all seriously like side note um talk about the most effective form of birth control like this shit scared the shit out of me you guys like i was so scared yo <laughs> like completely terrified but i looked i saw and i ran right back up by my mom's head so dad was there and he witnesses it he cuts the umbilical cord and then he immediately like runs and pukes <laughs> So everything got calmed down. And then after my mom was done, I remember going up to my mom and sitting on the bed and I put my hand on hers and I said, mommy, I think I'm going to adopt. And everybody just started laughing. So everything calmed down and it was, I don't know, like 10 or so in the morning. I think Rachel, my sister's name is Rachel. She was born, I think at like nine something that morning on September 2nd. So we all went home and like calmed down and stuff by we all you guys i mean anybody who could actually leave the hospital me my dad my grandma um you know obviously my mom and my sister had to stay there 
so then dad, like, he took a nap or whatever. He went fishing. And then, you know, the next day was my birthday. I stayed at grandma's and dad was supposed to pick me up from grandma's to take me up to the hospital to be there for, with mom and Rachel um, for my birthday. Well, dad was so still completely fucked up from being so drunk that night before well, from the first, that (laughs) I was at the end of my grandma's driveway and I was, like, I saw him coming and I'm waving and he just drives right by me, you guys. Like, he didn't even see me. It was like, he was just so focused on getting to the hospital and being a dad, you know, having a baby and, you know, being with my mom that he just completely fucking just went right by me, you guys. I was fucking crushed. Like, it's my birthday. It's my 10th fucking birthday. My dad just completely drove right by me and just kept going y'all like he didn't even he swear to you he didn't see me so I run into my grandma's and I'm freaking the fuck out and she calls my mom and you know so my mom then of course she she's upset and she feels horrible um so then my dad gets up to the hospital and my mom is like uh where's Brandy and then my dad was like oh fuck <laughs> But it all worked out, and I ended up going to my friend Erica's house, um, and they made me cupcakes, and they got me a present. It was like a Barbie beach house or something like that. Um, But it ended up being a fun day, and um, they made it up to me after. But uh, So my sister and I, like, I loved being a big sister. I loved it so much. Um, Obviously, when she was a baby, there's... You know, I don't, I remember, but I don't because it's like just so many things have happened in life that just like, I don't know. It's like my memory has just like been suppressed It's or maybe it's just fucking mom brain because I used to be able to remember all this shit. Um, But I remember helping my mom with my sister and, and stuff like that. And my sister and I, we were always close until I got into high school and I started being stupid and <laughs> I made some questionable choices after high school that just kind of drove me and my sister away which totally sucks but she's still my sister and I love her to death um and she's super smart and beautiful and just one of the greatest people I know um and she's a chef you guys um like she listen I don't cook you guys correction I cook I just don't like to cook so when I have to cook something if I'm not sure for real I will pick up the phone And I will call my sister, who moved to Maine on me, like, I don't, a fucking year ago now. So, yeah, I pick up the phone and I call her and I just say, hey, I need your help. And she knows her shit, you guys. She knows her shit, so she helps me a lot. My mom does too, but my sister's the professional here, y'all. But no, guys, seriously, um... If I had the choice, I think it's despite how much I love my daughter, I would pretty easily go back to being a child. Because my childhood was not nearly as fucking complicated and just anxiety ridden as my adulthood. Adulting is fucking hard. It's a bitch. It really is. But you know what? I love my life. I'm not gonna lie. I do. I love it. Anyway, that's the show for tonight. I'm gonna call it a night and try to go get my little demon baby to sleep. (laughs) Kidding. Kidding. Mommy loves you, Annabelle. Have a good night, you guys.